0: The world is a fine place, and worth fighting for. I agree with the second part. We're on
1: express elevator to hell! You wanna be a big bad guy, Christopher?
0: I want your blood, and I want your soul. Top of the food chain and dinner is served. Stop defending
2: him, Sean! Our mission is to monitor extraterrestrial activity on Earth. It's alright to be afraid, David,
1: because this part won't be like a comic book. Welcome to Earth! Hell yeah! All right,
2: um, it's been like twice it's... in a
1: row that my audacity hasn't fucked up, so. Oh, good!
2: You Very know. nice.
1: Well, you know,
2: we're all dealing with technical issues. That's the life of a podcaster. It is a um, tough
1: life, but God damn it, someone's got to do it, you know. Yeah, yeah, and there hopefully. aren't there aren't enough podcasts out there in the world yet. Not so.
2: nearly enough. <laughs> no, they're not. This, even this market
1: is it. not saturated at all. We're gonna make it big. Yeah, um, and, especially.
0: Well, you you know the uh, the most underrepresented demographic in podcasting
2: <laughs> is white cis males. <laughs> Three white yeah. cis males. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I agree with that. It's
1: about time our opinions were heard and taken yeah. seriously.
2: <laughs> um, I wanted to rant. This isn't uh this isn't a Patreon style episode at all. We have a topic today, but I did want to say that did you guys hear about the city? Uh, new city that's supposedly being built, uh, or wants to be built in the the desert here.
1: Hmm. A new city, we haven't had one of those in a long time. What what is what's the deal with that?
2: Um let me look this up real quick. New In
1: Arizona, I'm guessing?
2: No. So Um
1: Do you guys ever just drive around in Arizona on the highway in Arizona, you see all this lush, beautiful desert life, which is actually quite green in certain places and there is lots of wildlife out there. You hear the animals and you, you think to yourself, Man, this place could use a target. Yes, or, right. a yeah. Yeah. or a walmart yeah <laughs> all the time yeah <laughs> or um,
0: <laughs> an amazon distribution center.
1: <laughs> so oh, did you, I, there's a there's a i showed sean this last night chris but there's a picture i can send it, i'll try to find it and send it to you but it's a picture of the amazon distribution network in tijuana in tijuana oh, and there's all God. these like shanty
0: towns around it yeah. yeah and
1: how like how the entire the, the none of the town has electricity except for the set the center it's insane yep
2: um oh, okay uh, yeah, so there's plans for a $400 billion new city in the American desert. Um, there's a conceptual picture of it. It looks all futuristic and shit. Um, and this is not CNN, but it says, The cleanliness of Tokyo, the diversity of New York, and the social services of Stockholm. Billionaire Mark Lore has outlined his vision for a 5 million person new city in America and appointed a world famous architect to design it. I, so think, I think
1: the social that's... services being last is kind of telling there i think that, that that's a low priority for whatever the city's plan really is but yeah go ahead
2: um well the guy is a former walmart executive so <laughs> no um, you're so kidding it's right kind of, you're... i swear to god wow. <laughs> well
1: oh he well, he, they love social services because they, they they get their employees on fucking medicaid and shit so they, they love yeah. social services
2: yeah that's actually really woke yeah, <laughs> yeah. When you think right, about it. he's come around. It's uh, gonna—they're gonna call it uh, Tolosa. Wow, oh, that's super woke. Oh God, um, that's like that 150 like acre.
1: Tolosa sounds like it or, belongs in Soto Sopa, like the the South Park <laughs> made-up hipster exactly. village.
2: Um, not, I said 150, 150, 000 acre proposal. Uh, a 15 minute city design is the idea, which is um, that uh, you can access anywhere in the city in 15 minutes, and. Oh, cool! Wall Street bets popped up. Somebody turned thirteen thousand into a quarter million. Now that makes me feel good. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so I don't. I won't go off on this too much. But uh, possible location target locations include Nevada, Ohio, Idaho, Arizona, Texas, and Appalachian region. So then the apple in the Appalachian desert. I, I. It's what I was like. What the fuck? Um, it's right there next to the desert. You know, close enough. Uh, the
1: Appalachian Desert? Is that what that's what it says?
2: No, Appalachian region.
1: Oh, okay. But still, but, uh, anyways, this reminds me of this idea reminds me of like it's like uh one of those tech ideas that's never going to happen, and it, it, it sounds really dumb. Like Elon Musk's idea for the subway. Do you guys know what that is? Have you heard of his idea mm-hmm. for to to rebuild no. New York subways? It's um. Isn't it like the, maybe
0: you you're in your car the whole time? Or you're something? in a car. Yeah, you're in yeah. A Tesla.
1: And oh so tunnels in, yeah, yeah and so instead of taking a crowded busy subway you take a, a everyone gets like a, their own individual car which of course is never going to happen and even if it did it wouldn't improve anything but yeah
2: um but they're Just... electric david and if you break down in the middle of the tunnel you can charge for an hour and block traffic Perfect. <laughs> <That's>...
1: <laughs> um yeah that's funny though sean i had not heard about the appalachian desert city so
2: yeah Tulsa, to Tellosa. i want to say like tulsa Tulsa, Tulsa sounds very, very advanced. Speaking of Tulsa,
0: we were at the the Chinese grocery store today, and they always play the craziest music. But they they were playing Mbop today. No, and I heard Mbop like non-ironically. Well, they're they're ahead of the curve,
1: as I've said before. The '90s are back, man.
0: So they're ahead of the curve. The '90s are back. The early 2000s are back. You wouldn't believe the shit that I hear in there. Do you remember? Season one of the O.C., um, when they have the fashion show and Marissa gets totally shit faced.
1: I remember her getting drunk, but yeah.
0: There's a song playing, and it was that
2: song <laughs> from the fashion show. Wait. Oh, the song. Yeah. Uh, like I don't even know what that song sounds like. It, it was a song made for the show? I
0: don't think or... so. I mean it's oh. it, it sounds like it was because it's so shit. <laughs> but I don't think it was.
1: Ba-na-na-na, ba-na-na-na, no, really that wrong. one.
0: You mean the theme song, the yeah. f- this by Phantom Planet. No, this is even oh, worse Phantom than that. That's right. Yeah, Phantom Planet. It's worse than that one even.
1: I really I hope old. We'll, I I hope that like the the music comes back. Um, and like you, you see these guys like who had these bands that are just now in their like mid forties, early fifties, and they have to come back and sing like California, here we come.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Or like yellow card. I want yellow card to be popular
1: <laughs> oh. again. Oh, and Sean, speaking of the YOLO thing, don't feel too bad because um a lot of that shit, the, the, the stories they tell on that on that sub are almost always full of bullshit. And if they're not, if they actually did not make the money. Um, I don't have thirteen thousand dollars to just YOLO on a stock. Do you?
2: I have thirteen thousand dollars. I can not afford to lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. I know exactly. Seriously. So,
1: you gotta, you you, you gotta ha- already have some some kind of money. So the well, it's not exactly not the, the rags you, to riches story they make it out to be.
2: You do. I mean, there's. I've seen ones where people like have the YOLO side money, so they have enough money. Yeah. Like if I had like a couple thousand, or I just didn't care about. Or whatever, but I saw like one guy was playing with money, lost most of it. He had eight k, and then he yielded on something, and he made like fifty to hundred. So it was like, "Oh, I mean, cool! Now fact, I can restart." If you,
1: if you actually have thirteen thousand dollars, that's like in your savings, that's impressive. Like that's that's ridiculously impressive. I have well, never I've never had like, and this is me bragging because like I know there's a lot of people that have a lot worse out there, but mm, I've never yeah. had more than like a, like a grand or two in my savings. Well, Except things like, are
2: gonna yeah. change, David. Things yeah. are coming. Things are coming together for you, <laughs> and it all starts. With Yoloing Dogecoin. on AMC, yeah. Puts. Okay. Um, just kidding! Don't do that. No, but I well, I noticed on that Wall Street bets too. Like if they have like really high gainers, they have to DM like the mods and prove it uh, through like um, I don't know, like at at the very least, like a bigger screenshot with more information about their buys or whatever. Yeah, because I saw another one where one guy was like, "This kind of pissed me off." He was like, "I guess money does." Uh, having money uh, does really make money or whatever you know. Have money to make money. Right. And he had invested three million dollars, and Christ. he made six million. So he had nine. And people are like, "Wow, I never <laughs> that would guess." Such
1: a lackluster, like Jeez. inspirational yeah. story. Like, like, who cares? Like, or oh, you, you, went from, 3, you million. From three million and nine million. Damn, dude, cool. You're, your like, you're gonna. Li- this is gonna change your life. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> but, um, anyways, uh, yeah. Fuck. Fuck Wall Street bets. Small street bets is at least a little better. Uh anywho, um, it's gonna be a good day today, guys. Uh, so welcome to the Guys Are Screwed podcast. I am Sean. I'm David. And I'm Chris.
1: I'm not even gonna fight with you on this, Chris. I'm not gonna fight with you to be the to be the second person to say anything. All right, I've Hold accepted in. it. I've Did been... you want to? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's true.
0: I oh. you know you're a very you're very gracious in that acceptance, David. we should play chicken one of these times to see
1: just how long (laughs) yep just release it. you got to cut it out just just record an hour of silence and release it
2: (laughs) (laughs) first one to get bored loses uh yeah you're you're
1: like oh oh, chris left the meeting a half hour ago (laughs)
2: Or you both fall asleep and and you wake up saying your name, so then you lose. That's, that's the first thing I say when I wake up is Sean. "I'm Sean." Oh, fuck, yeah. <laughs> um, alrighty. Oh, it's weird. I I wrote alrighty, but I, I was gonna say it anyway. Um, so this is kind of a this kind of preface everything, but since Ida has been ravaging or did it's not currently ravaging the south and the east coast this week. Uh I decided to make a weather episode. Um I'm getting older and like my father before me when you hit a certain age you automatically become a weatherman. <laughs> That's true. And <laughs> god forbid I ever move to a place that gets hurricanes or tornadoes. I know I'll become an insufferable fuck. Uh just, just imagine.
1: The hurricane what? will be on top of you and you'll just be in your front yard pointing at the sky like, "Yep, here it comes." <laughs> Yeah, there, it's right there. It's that coming. Thing's like, <laughs> it Inside it and the weather's Um
2: But I just imagine me uh hey kids, you see those clouds? Those are cumulonimbus. You guys know what those do? And then later the kids say, Dad, it's really foggy in the sky. Wow. Those are cirrostratus, you little cocksucker. Go to your room and study your cloud sheet. Uh anyway. <laughs> your cloud sheet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just giving
1: worksheets to your kids.
2: I was I was planning on um like later you have a in the teacher, episode.
1: You have a teachers pay teachers account just to buy worksheets for your kids. <laughs> yeah. I was planning That's on uh, idea. Like holy shit a, a, me- a
2: meteorology sheet. <laughs> um Yeah, I was planning on later uh teaching about clouds, but I decided to cut it from the episode. I wanted you guys to have cloud knowledge, but um, I don't really know The only really the know
1: clouds that I know about are the ones I blow. below. Hella clouds, Yo yeah. Hella shit, cloud yeah. knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Damn.
2: Damn. Um, so anyways, I'm Sean, the weather bro. Uh, we're going to take you on a wondrous journey about what might happen if we don't get our shit together and slow the global crisis down. We're already uh, seeing a massive increase in hurricane activity in recent years. And with Ida hitting Nolens on the 16th anniversary of Katrina, uh, this shit is getting real. So today, the topic is hypercane's. Okay, you guys ready?
1: <clears throat> hypercane's. God damn, that sounds ready? terrifying.
2: Ready? Uh, weatherman, he'd be pointing at the sky for a long, long time. Okay, that's it. I can't, I can't, I can't do that. I can't do any more because I want to get sued. But <laughs> I felt like uh, Rocket Man redone his Weatherman would be you can really do it good for Thirty song.
1: seconds. You can do for uh, as long as it doesn't. Yeah, have three keep seconds going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no I'm, I'm fine i don't, don't want to I, I i really gotta i gotta figure it out too because i i don't i need to make it if i'm gonna make it yeah and it's gonna be like a weird owl thing i want to get paid for it okay <laughs> yeah. so. well you could do in fact it's cold as hell that's you could keep that one yeah. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> okay i'll uh we'll, we'll 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 bring this back because i i won't forget about it um a super quick sources uh wiki like always uh geology.com Uh, National Hurricane uh, Center website And then uh, a paper by uh, Carrie Emanuel Who I'll talk about uh, Emanuel et al um, In the Journal of Geophysical Research Volume 100 Uh, It's called Hypercanes A Possible Link to Global Extinction Scenarios so,
1: man, those at all people really get shafted, huh? In the in the credits department, huh? You're, the you're telling me. Yeah. <laughs> what well, happened? I've, I've been at et, all et before. People. They always get they always get shafted. How, how many have you been at, at all before? At, at all before, Chris?
0: Yeah, I was I had a um I was fourth author.
1: Oh God. On, on
0: a 4 author paper. So you
1: so <laughs> yeah. even in even in the most generous reading of the, of the authors, you're getting left off probably.
0: Yeah, well, even even you know, second place is first loser, right? <laughs> yeah. Because in certain, like in some style guides, it's like just the first It's always something at all.
2: Even you know, yeah. if it's three or more, right? Ooh, well, I'll say maybe you can tell me about this too. I may have committed a cardinal sin because on the actual paper they are all listed. I just got lazy <laughs> oh, to put that off. But Sean, so you what know, were do there better, like buddy. fifty you're par- people?
1: You're part of the problem, buddy. All right, do better. I'm there was
2: kidding. like <laughs> there was more than five. Uh yeah that's too much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, yeah I'm pretty sure they were all listed. Um what if it listed like 10 people and then did at all after? That? <laughs> <laughs> and there's
1: the, the last person's it's it's a yeah, names. It's just one guy.
2: Oh, man. oh Fuck. Um, and, and the guy's name that. is Al, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Al, Al. Like they could have there's like we just didn't have any room. We didn't have enough room. His name's Al Al, so it could have fit just perfectly. <laughs> uh Okay, so let's um let's give you guys a little background about this. I came across this I don't know. Well, yeah, it was I, I guess it was the the current uh hurricane stuff that got me interested, but what is a a hypercane? Um it, it's totally theoretical at this point. Uh it's considered an extreme top, a tropical cyclone and it requires a sea surface temperature of approximately 50 Celsius or 122 Fahrenheit for you Americans. That's hot. Uh, I know. And it's extremely hot. And to give a, uh, idea of how hot that is, the highest sea surface temperature recorded so far, is only 35 Celsius or 95 degrees Fahrenheit. So we have a ways to go, but keep it up guys. We can do this. (laughs) Um, we'll, we'll get there one day. Uh, and so global warming on an extreme level could cause this rise in temperature. Um, but other factors uh, that may have created them in the past include uh, impacts like meteors, uh, super volcanoes, or submarine flood basalt, which is just like more, it's underwater volcanoes, underwater eruptions, um, which all makes sense. They're generating a lot of heat. Uh, and check out all our other episodes because I like basically listed. Uh, well, I listed two of them: the the uh, dinosaur and then di- dinosaur extinction and supervolcanoes. Um, there's also a theory that these hypercane's finished off any non-avian dinosaurs after the large asteroid uh, hit millions of years ago, and I'll kind of touch on that again in a second. Um. Kerry Emanuel, the guy I mentioned earlier, uh, he's a meteorology professor from MIT, and he coined this term hypercane's. He's done a lot of research on this. Um, it's all theoretical, but they've created models, which I'll also talk about later. Um, but I just wanted to say, hey, Kerry, uh, from a fe- fellow meteorologist, I appreciate your work. Um, you, you, you guys, you guys wouldn't understand. So, as
0: non meteorologists ourselves,
1: yeah. Well, I yeah, took a meteorology course in in college my first year about I don't know fifteen S- years ago.
2: You Same did? Here. Yeah. You guys so. took meteorology courses?
1: Yeah, it was a gen ed. It was it some sort of the, one of those? It was natural sciences. It or was something. Nats. Remember they yeah, used to Nats. call it Nats. They used to call it Nats. Nats.
2: Why didn't you, you didn't? What about uh like I took one I th- well I took astrology I think. Oh. Did you guys ever take astrology? No. I did
1: take astrology as well. um but I, don't, I don't. I don't remember a thing from either of those classes. No, wow. I, t- I, I couldn't know. tell you the difference between a, a cumulus cloud or a whatever. I, I couldn't do it.
2: Cumulonimbus. Yeah. Cum, yeah, sorry. Cumy, cloud. Cummy, yeah, cumy cloud. <laughs> I, I'd,
1: I'd, yeah, I, I'd laugh at the name because it sounds like cum. Yeah. Uh, okay.
0: That's so very you, woke of you. I took um, like meteorology, and then um, there was another Nats called food nutrition and you.
1: That sounds. Oh. That sounds way more useful, to be honest.
0: It was. Mm-hmm. It was. It was one of those like breeze through classes yeah it wasn't mm-hmm. i mean it wasn't terribly useful to be honest
1: you just walk in with like a kale salad that you made and then you can get an a
0: <laughs> well it was basically like write down what you eat for a week that was our final project so it oh. was like <laughs> and that was back when i was eating like a banana and like two hot and spicy chickens a week or now, whatever now, oh, every day i'm, I'm yeah.
1: doing that i'm doing that for free now just so i can lose weight that's yeah. Wow. Wow! I'm, I'm doing that because an app tells me to. I'll give you oh, an A, man. David. <laughs>
2: Wait, I want to retake a class like this just to take it so I can go in and be like, and have him see. He's like, Jesus Christ, he had five guys in canes within two days? Like, that can't be healthy. <laughs> he's, he's the chosen one. <laughs> yes. Oh, look, he made a regular sandwich at home here on Thursday. Okay, that balances out. You
0: ate a whole Reese's Pie? <laughs> for dessert. <laughs> oh,
2: that sounds really good. How many beers did he drink? Jesus
1: Christ.
0: And they were all sours.
2: <laughs> they were all sours. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, yeah, I want to do that. That sounds fun. Uh, so this is cool though. Um, there's also another possibility that some planets that orbit uh red dwarf stars could be tidally locked, which means they have one size all uh, one side always facing the star. Um and this could create this high temperature needed to create these hypercanes. Also I remember watching a show on tidally locked planets where if you wanted to live there, like if we if if we were to colonize that kind of planet, we could only live in the twilight or dusk area where it's where it's in between because it'd be too hot on one side and then too cold on the other. So you know, planets have a Goldilocks zone in the in their own gal or their own solar system. Right. That planet has its own Goldilocks ring.
0: That's tight. That crazy that yeah oh man so it'd price suck though <laughs> you should read um player of games and david will come up on this so there's some there is a kind of kind of it's like the opposite of goldilocks zone on this mm. one planet david will get to it and i think you should too
1: sean so i'm just creating I'm, I'm, I'm on page 50 ish so. i'm, I'm hype
0: i'm trying to build hype here
2: i'm gonna just, read it just i'm on page you, what
1: Oh, i was say like, just tell you chris and just to, as a as a prelude or a, a, a teaser for our guys reviewed when we do on it, we eventually do it on, I'm at the part where um, he's being blackmailed. That's where I'm at, Chris. Okay, oh, no. so
0: nice, 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 nice.
2: Okay, you ruined it for me. Thanks. <laughs> That's a uh, spoiler. I'm on page 50 plus in three Body, so I'm making my way, you know, nice. once nice. I polish those off. I'll probably want to read the whole trilogy, though, and then player games. Well, I could read player games in between one of the books, I guess. Yeah, you should um, you should
1: pause um, Three Body and get player games so we can you can be on our episode.
2: That would be dope. Uh, no, I think you guys will do fine without me. I <laughs> <They> always do. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll nope. read it for fun though. Or Appreciate just it. Thanks. Don't read it, and it'll be
0: it'll be like the Resident Evil episode where I never played any yeah. of the oh. games, but I was yeah. still on the episode. So just yeah. like read, <laughs> so like read one chapter in the middle of the book, yeah. um,
2: <laughs> and then be on the episode. Yeah. there you go. I want to read it though and enjoy it. But is there a way I can like, we can do the episode and then you wipe my mind clean so I can read the book again? That would be ideal, because that just sounds like I want to be the you know reactionary person and then, but still enjoy the book. So yeah. Somebody figure it's that hard. out for us, a uh, Men in Black style.
1: You yeah. heard it here, guys. Sean's a reactionary. I'm just kidding. Yeah. But um, so no, uh, not like getting, that. Getting back um, to the <laughs> getting back to the episode. <laughs> I wanted to ask. So, are these zones called that because they're known for the, like their porridge or their particularly comfy beds? Or- the Goldilocks zone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: You ha, um, <laughs> Do you know why? You know why? You're a you're a scientist now.
1: Uh, yeah, you don't think definitely don't have to explain it to me. But maybe our listeners want to know, Sean. Why are they called Goldilocks zones?
2: Um. Well, the Goldilocks zone, in terms of like astrology in a solar system. Uh, is the area where life is sustainable um, Oh, okay. the proper temperature and conditions needed for a planet to develop life and whatever life means at the time so in our solar system we breathe oxygen so we need a lot of oxygen we need light for plants but maybe another planet doesn't need that maybe it needs methane and these weird ass methane breathing goobers are on that planet, and they don't Ubers, need sun. Yeah. Maybe they want darkness. Right. Um, but generally speaking, uh, from our understanding of life, sun, starlight, and uh, proper temperature is needed for life. So that's what Goldilocks sun oh, is. Yeah. Um, I mean, I knew that, but thank you for explaining. So listener. you do you knew you knew it all. Yeah. You knew it. Uh, I'm going to do a couple normal, uh, normal. So, uh, yeah, I guess nor- normal hurricane definitions. And what I mean by normal is just like run-of-the-mill so a hurricane occurs in the atlantic and northeastern pacific typhoons occur in the northwestern pacific south pacific and indian ocean this is just all nomenclature a blanket term for these which i used earlier is tropical cyclone uh these storms rotate counterclockwise in the northern hemisphere and clockwise in the southern due to the coriolis effect but you guys knew that yeah it's like it's like flushing
1: a toilet in australia right it goes the other way
2: exactly or like when you jizz, it spins to the right, right up right. here, and then and down yep. there, it spins to the left. Right, Damn, right, right. Um, you guys, know I'm talking about the jizz spin. Yeah, yeah, your yeah, jizz yeah. spins, it,
1: right? It always spins when it comes out. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure because I, I don't know. It's I just want to make sure I'm normal, like you guys. Yeah. Because I mean, totally normal. human cocks have
0: like rifling on the inside of the urethra, right? <laughs> so yeah. it like right, it kind of
2: like. <laughs> yeah it yeah. makes yeah. that exactly it, it, it makes a sound for you guys too right so goes, when you piss yeah. it doesn't go <laughs> uh mine kind of does have a little bit of a twist though i'm not gonna lie not my cum but my my piss uh, no
0: i was serious i think like like the spiral it kind of that's like at the tip yeah
2: but for peeing i come comes a little too viscous to spin right or well i, I don't know maybe may, maybe not uh, any of our listeners, you guys have particularly thin cum, uh, <laughs> let us yeah. know. We don't want to um, hear from
1: any viscous people out there, all right? Yeah. We want, it, we want some real watery cum. We
2: want some thin cumbers. I also want to know what you're eating because that sounds interesting. <laughs> um, uh, all right. So this section here, I'm going to talk about kind of the biggest hurricane. Well, it's going to kind of lead into that, some, some, some of the bigger hurricanes. But first, we'll call, talk about the hurricane scale. And what hypercane could be in terms of like size and strength and stuff like that. So Emmanuel's hypothetical model, he gave a more exact number. I said 50 Celsius. This is 49. And 20 Fahrenheit height is needed to create these storms. But still extremely, genuinely hot. Like that's pretty damn warm water. Um, normal hurricanes extend into the lower stratosphere. While hypercanes would extend 30 to 40 kilometers into the stratosphere. For reference... The stratosphere starts at about 8 to 15 kilometers above sea level where the troposphere ends, and then it ends about 50 to 60. So it would be in the upper stratosphere, the tops of these storms. Um, This is fucking nuts, but the wind speed of these things is estimated to be 500 miles per hour, could even gust to 600. And, like, to give an idea of how strong that is, I'll talk about some hurricane speeds, but, like, an EF-5 tornado... Are like three hundred, and that is could almost be twice as that. And EF five tornadoes like level shit completely, so these would be just insanely devastating. What was um, what
1: was the, what, what rating was the uh, was Ida?
2: Ida was a category four. So that's also different oh, okay. scales. Okay. The um, but I'll I'll yeah I'll I'll explain that the With the hurricane scale. The but top the,
0: wind speeds of Ida was like over a hundred. Something. Um,
2: yeah actually the wind speeds of Ida was um 120 140 yeah. i think plus because you got to be about 150 plus well uh 157 actually down below i'll show i'll show you guys that i'll talk about that but um, but it was still uh extremely powerful um but 600 is just I c I i mean that's almost the speed of sound which is crazy um The central pressure, too, for a hypercane would be less than 700 hectopascals, uh, which is also equal to millibars, just for reference. And the reason I say that is if you look up, like, hurricane scales, they'll usually talk in millibars for pressure, not pascals. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, basically, the lower the pressure, the more powerful the hurricane. Getting near 100 uh, millibars is a powerful Category 5, usually. Uh, So... Seven hundred I mean it'd be kind of unfathomable, like and this also would give these an insanely long lifespan of weeks, so you imagine these things just ravaging, and because of their sheer size, um, they would just they could move over the ocean back over land and just last fucking forever, and just destroy everything um and because of the pressure being so low, the size of the storm could actually be near the size of North America, like the entire continent, Jesus, so yeah. I know. Um, Typhoon sure. Tip was huge, though. So you have Typhoon Tip, um, 1979, largest, most intense storm on record, which had a one-minute sustained wind speed of 190 uh, miles per hour and a pressure of 870. But it's not that was not the fastest wind speed ever recorded by a hurricane. That title goes to Hurricane Patricia, which actually is more recent, in October of 2015. Tip was still... Eight times stronger, even though it was only two hecto uh, hectopascals lower in pressure. So what it seems like is the scale is exponential for every single in- increment of pressure drop. So if again, if you're comparing a 700 uh, millibar or hectopascal storm, I don't know how to really explain or or even understand that. I just feel like you you would instantly die, like inside of it. It would like just fucking crush you. Yeah, shit. Um, but maybe we'll find out one day.
1: Oh, we just lost Chris. What? He his power just went out. So we're gonna keep going and he'll join us later, I assume. Oh, son of a bitch. It's alright. He can we just keep going.
2: Okay. Well. Damn. Alright, well Chris will come back in.
1: And then, um, speaking of storms, I mean, Chris, his power just went out, the listener, so this is the stuff that he- I mean, it wasn't really a sacrifice for him. I, don't has, <laughs> I and I don't know if it has anything to do with the storm, but yeah. I don't so. think
2: so. It's probably clear over there. Yeah. Um, well, if his power went out, that means, well, his computer's still on. Yeah, um, I just don't
1: think he has internet right now.
2: That's what I mean. So he's yeah. still recording. Yeah. I'm going to just, I'll, maybe we should just pause just here. Wait we just, should we yeah. just shoot
1: the shit, Sean? What's that? You want to shoot the shit?
2: Yeah, we can just shoot the shit. My shit's being shot. Shoot, um,
1: shoot that! You have the gun so you can do it.
2: Well, what, what kind of are you guys? You're gonna eat some fish later, or what? Well, oh yeah, do you, you just
1: want to come over? Because I, I, I do want to grill that steak up. Well, we only have one steak, so you have to mess. But you can have some fish, I think. Um, wouldn't, wouldn't actually, Laurel won't mind sharing because it was free.
2: Well, I'll uh, just. I'm gonna go. We'll, we'll go over. I'm gonna go over to the local hop shop and uh, and we'll just uh, have them cook us up some steaks. <laughs> you say, can have uh, some of their. Tucson Hop Shop Fish.
1: I did want to go to the Brewery on Brew this weekend, but I'm pretty sure they're closed for Labor Day. But, um, uh, because I want to start an- another batch.
2: Um, oh, uh, you With already, you already want hops. to get on another one?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's going to take a month, so yeah. Damn.
2: Wait, can Chris get back into his own thing?
1: Um, I mean, he has the numbers, so I assume so.
2: Oh, okay. I wasn't sure how that is. I wasn't sure, like, maybe we're in charge now, like we're the daddies. <laughs> so, you can't get back on. What does on. it say
1: about who's the host? I guess, yeah, one of us, I, I don't know, it doesn't It could say. still be him. Yeah, it could still be him. Um, but, um, yeah, so do you want to come over for some fish later?
2: Potentially, I got to go. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I don't know. Um, <sighs> is it going to be good fish?
1: Uh, it's trout, and then I don't know what the other fish is. You're not literally salmon. not
2: gonna. You're not gonna eat it. I know you're no, not. No, no, I'm not. So, for any of our listeners out there, uh, David is not a fish eater. He's like a little. I was explaining scary to
1: fish. I was explaining to my wife and Sean the other day. I think it's like cilantro, where like you just some people just taste soap, you know. And I just taste garbage when I eat fish, so that's why to, I don't eat the fish.
2: To to which Lori laughed in your face.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she did, but. but I, <laughs> I think she's thought about it since then. I think she's come around. I think she. I don't. I
2: don't know about that. Um, I'm pretty sure that you just have a proclivity to foods that maybe are just not fish. No,
1: but yeah, because I don't think I don't think not liking seafood is weird. I mean, like I've I've met other people that just can't do seafood. Like I've met you've met them too. I'm sure. Besides me, it's not just me being a weirdo. No.
2: Yeah, but those people, um, they come from their lineage. Uh, It's probably like rural farmers that never went near the ocean like normal people because you know most (laughs) population lives near the ocean which means most people like fish because they've evolved that way it's evolutionary and all you're doing is holding us back as a species hey listener
1: reach out to us alright hit us up with the email hit me up on my twitter maybe I'll make a poll Uh, seafood yay or nay I'm going to say nay I want to see where my my dogs are at on this
2: I don't think so Chris are you back
1: Chris is back we're just discussing how seafoods grows
2: Um,
0: seafoods great. Here, I um, <laughs> I'll send I'll send you guys a pic. We're having some f- seafood.
2: See, ha, ah, ha, dude. Here you go, seafood, dude.
1: Is this gonna. It's, it sounds like you're. This is a joke. Nope. What is that? It's just some oh. seafood. Ooh. Oh, I haven't gotten uh, the picture yet. So, oh, they just popped up.
2: Is that a puffer fish?
0: I have no idea, but it's deep fried.
2: Ooh, that looks good. Can you eat the skin? Yep. Mm.
1: Oh yeah, Lori. We were talking about you the there, Chris, because Lori talked. To, Lori talked about how she doesn't eat. She doesn't eat the skin, but she. You know, some people really like it, and she said you like it. Is that true?
0: Yeah, the skin's yeah. really good, especially if it's crispy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but even if it's, it's not, done, right? it's good. You can eat, like, yeah, you can eat everything. You can eat the head, and the eyes, and fucking yeah. the whole thing. I mean, maybe not the tail. But like, yeah, you can go like to town, town on it. There's lots
1: of good stuff.
2: That sounds nice.
0: Is that um,
1: is that lunch or dinner? What is that? I guess it's dinner. It's close to dinner time there. Snack.
0: Yeah, it's the snack because it's okay. yeah. Yeah, but nice. we got that from the from the store today while we were listening to mbop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> did it okay. come cooked, or did you cook it at home?
0: They cook it. Oh, they, nice. They pre-cook it. They fry them up, and then they um and it smells like hella good. They, they fry up a whole bunch of them, and then uh, package them up and sell them. I just sent it to the group right. chat,
1: so we can we're, we're gonna hear from other people.
2: Um, okay, uh, Chris. When we lost you, we we were gonna vamp, um, but and we, we decided we uh, to to wait because you messaged back. So but
1: we talked. We vamped about seafood. Okay. We did well. So
2: yeah. I am assuming the last thing you you heard was about the the power of the storms. Yeah, we we'll ta- Yeah, went about off. how um, typhoon
0: tip. Yeah, it was right about talking about hurricane Hurricane Patricia.
1: Okay.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. Hurricane Patricia, um, well for any, just so you can hear it again. Yeah. Uh, hurricane Patricia's faster, had a faster wind speed, but, uh, tip was still eight times stronger than that. Um, so, but so, and then I decided to stop at this point, uh, I guess when I was, I was about to start again and then, and then we got your, uh, great message. So, uh, these (laughs) storms can damage the earth's ozone layer because they're so powerful. So, basically the water molecules in the stratosphere can decay the O3 which is ozone and turn it into O2 which is regular oxygen and this would allow for ultraviolet light to penetrate to the surface of the earth so this um, would
1: like really fuck shit up then like this would like this, like it would, like if you would have it, like uh, like apocalyptic, apocalyptic storms that that's what this is
2: y- yeah i mean uh, like this is disruption of the entire balance of the world and the, the ecosystem that exists. So like
1: would we couldn't almost survive like, we, humans couldn't survive that. Right. Like not, straight, um, not straight. You like, uh, not straight, uh, sunlight, right. Without the ozone.
2: Not, no, not powerful ultraviolet. I mean, we'd be irradiated. Um, we'd have to be living like underground or really we'd have to have like bunkers, like the, the whole climate of the way we lived surviving during this period, it would almost be like we would want to leave for for like the thousand or ten thousand years that these storms were around for the earth to go back to well thank it, god
1: it elon now. musk is working on it I, I, know. That's yeah. all I gotta is, say.
2: and then we can
0: yeah fucking good for him i just think it's <laughs> funny i just imagine like a hypercane as like a giant can of hairspray <laughs> that's just like constantly going Let's- just like that's <laughs>
1: That's funny because when I when I first heard hypercane, I imagined just the world's biggest candy cane, and it's just yeah. it's, it's radical.
2: It's yeah, so, hypercane or hypercane. Hypercan, so yeah. we everybody's on a different page because when I thought about hypercane, I was like, wow, that's some rare alien cocaine. <laughs> um, yeah. it's way stronger than normal cocaine. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's blue, and yeah. you know how and like you know how they told us those those urban legends about someone doing cocaine for the first time and dying. Hypercane yeah. will actually do that. Yeah, it kills you.
2: Yeah, it's your last, first, and last. Yeah. Um, so the scale, you guys want to know about the hurricane scale? Let's do Uh, it. It's a seven-tiered scale. I call it a seven-tiered scale. I mean, really, there's five categories, but then there's two tiers below that. It uses sustained wind speeds to rate the storm's intensity. Uh, and if you look at this chart that I tried to copy paste, it shifted a little weird. But starting from the bottom, tropical depressions. Uh, we'll go with miles per hour for everybody that uh, is American, I guess. Um, you can convert no, you, to. You got to do knots, Sean. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, less than 38 miles per hour, tropical depression. 39 to 73 is a tropical storm. Category one, hurricane, 74 to 95. Category two, 96 to 110. Category three, 111 to 129. Category four, 130 to 156, which is where Ida was. And then anything greater than 157 is a category five. And actually some storms like the Patricia or the Katrina, I think, or like Tip, Typhoon Tip, could have been categorized as a category six, but the scale just doesn't go that high. Which means oh, a like hypercane's
1: the, it's like the it's like the spile tap joke. It's like this storm goes to six. That's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: it. But in that and then in that essence, I guess I could understand because if you had a hypercane, they would say oh, it's category five. When in reality, it's like a category 20. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) I mean, really. But this is called the Sapphire Simpson Hurricane Wind Scale. And if you go on their website, it'll basically say category one is very dangerous winds will produce some damage. Category two is extremely dangerous winds will cause extensive damage. Category three is devastating damage will occur. Category four, catastrophic damage will occur. And then, of course, Category 5, it also still says catastrophic damage will occur. And then in each of those, they like define it. So like a Category 5, high percentage of, of framed homes will be destroyed with a total roof failure, failure and wall collapse. Fallen trees and power poles will isolate residential areas. Power outages will last for weeks to possibly months. Most of the area will be uninhabitable for weeks or months. Um,
1: well shit, there there are parts of New Orleans that are still uninhabited and that
2: right and that was only a category four that's why they were saying that Ida was actually in some ways worse or more powerful it, it had a lower pressure but it, not but not as high of a wind speed as, as Katrina
1: well yeah, I should clarify that um, yeah, because that makes it sound like like that the the land is unusable. which it, uh, the Katrina it's it's our fault because the government just won't pay to get that area fixed up but it, yeah. So, yeah yeah okay
2: hey they put levees back up but still some of them broke <laughs> yeah again like I don't know how you don't prepare for that after Katrina. <laughs> it's just frustrating.
1: What were you gonna say, Chris? A minute ago. I can't remember. Oh, Okay. I, I, think, think... I think I think I think Sean. You can't hear Chris sometimes. He's about to talk, and then you keep talking.
2: Oh, you mean like you do? You asshole?
1: Yeah, I, I do. I do it because I'm an asshole. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Right? I know that you're not an asshole like me, so that's why. You might be your head. <laughs> I'm just up.
2: kidding. Yeah, I I probably can't. Uh Chris you you just do this Chris go. Uh, 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 <laughs> you just uh come and come into I'll, the mic then... that's going
0: to be yeah, yeah our listeners
2: or will hey. like that. <laughs> <laughs> or go and I'll be like what the fuck and you be like I just wanted to say something sorry I had to get your attention. Um I'll I'll take bigger breaks in between because I notice I sometimes get a little bit rolling and uh I don't pause long enough for input. so. What? And I know our listeners want to hear you guys. Um Okay, so uh, let's just quickly go over, like, I have five hurricanes, one typhoon, and we've talked about most of these, um, but we'll just say what they are, or what wh- why they were considered the most devastating or largest or whatever. So, tip, like I said, 1979, that was the biggest. It was 1,380 miles in wind diameter and it was actually considered to be a super typhoon like i said it was half of north i don't even know if i said that it was half of the united states in size um patricia in 2015 had the fastest wind speed katrina in 2005 is the costliest and i don't know if that's changed maybe with what ida has done but it's 160 billion dollars worth of damage and that's a 2017 inflation from 2005 money I think originally it was like 120, so maybe even nowadays it's like 170 billion. It's still a lot. Yeah. Um, Ida, obviously just occurred. I put this on here because not only was it the most recent, but the devastation was more widespread than anyone expected. Like you have no power in Nolens right now. Um, you have, I mean, probably more people are going to come out as that didn't make it, unfortunately. And then the whole shit, it went up and did crazy flooding in. The the east and I don't know if you heard about this, Chris. I told David yesterday, but the basement apartments that flooded in New York City and Queens and Brooklyn that were people died. Did you hear about that?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Okay. There was like thirteen people that died because of these illegal basement fucking Goddamn. apart well, some of them were illegal. But there's a lot of basement apartments in there. Imagine having that happen and having it flood in there oh, yeah. while you're New like asleep, Or a wall lords. of water comes and you can't get out because it's rushing too much. Like Jesus uh, Christ. Yep. And then finally, the Great Galveston. Uh, that was in 1900. That was a deadliest. It killed 8,000 to 12,000 people. That was Galveston, Texas. Goddamn. Um, I'm sure David, you know about that lore.
1: I can tell you, Sean, as as a homegrown Texas boy. I mean, I I'm I'm you know Dallas is my my home away from home because i lived there for 18 months when i was five years old um that and i don't i don't remember hearing anything about this that's bullshit. maybe i did hear about it and i just don't remember
2: okay okay that doesn't make me feel good about anything <laughs> um i already feel bad as it is uh all right don't well then bad. let's move on let's move on to some more interesting stuff um mechanisms of normal hurricanes versus hypercanes so Hurricanes function as a Carnot or Carnot. I don't know. Maybe it's French. I'm going to say Carnot. Uh, Carnot. Heat engine. It could be. Well, that the, um, actually,
1: uh, uh, the Carnot, the, those heat engines, uh, the, you can't call them that unless they come from the Carnot region. So oh, that's, that's right. A champagne joke. But okay.
2: Sorry, no, that's funny. Wow. That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> um, okay. So what is a Carnot heat engine guys? Well, I'll tell you, uh, it's actually theoretical, which is interesting. Um, so thermodynamic systems exist in a certain state, right? Thermodynamic cycles happen when systems are taken through a series of different states uh, and then return to the initial state. Um, during the cycle, the system could perform work on its surroundings, effectively creating a heat engine. Uh, heat engines operate by moving energy from warm regions to cooler regions, which converts some of that energy to mechanical work. But being a system in a Carnot cycle uh, or a a system in a Carnot cycle uh, is considered to be perfect, and actually has never been built uh in practice, and yet nature is able to do this. So, I just picture
1: a regular cycle, a regular cycle, and God's looking down and he's saying, mm-hmm. "Better put a Hemi in it." And that's that's what it that's, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. So, you're you're that, so
2: you're saying that. So you're saying that a hypercane is putting a HEMI in a regular hurricane.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. You guys <laughs> yeah, those commercials? Yeah, drop a, a like. HEMI in it. Yeah. Drop a HEMI in it. Not yeah.
2: enough people died. They should put a HEMI in it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, so in this case, the engine is powered by the temperature difference in the sea versus the uppermost part of the troposphere. Uh, air is drawn in towards the eye, and it receives latent heat, which latent heat is phase-changing uh matter uh usually from a solid or a liquid to a gas without changing the actual temperature um so there's that and then so it receives light and heat from the evaporating water and then this is released in what is called sensible heat which is the exact opposite where t- it changes temperature but the phase doesn't change it's actually kind of confusing i'm not exactly sure i, I forget my chemistry uh, of how that works but i guess Basically, um, I'm just going to read the sentence that I'm about to read, and you better understand it. So uh, it's released. Rake.
1: Mr. Rake can come in and go, folks? And then he can explain it to us. Yeah, he <laughs> could. He really could. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so his release is what's called sensible heat during the rise in the eye wall, which radiates away to the, at the top of the storm and then out toward the edges. So it's like sucked up and then pushed out. Uh, and then basically what happens is the energy is balanced into equilibrium because of energy dissipation from a turbulent boundary near the uh, surface layer. So it's like equalizing the, the, the energy. so it, it holds, it doesn't disrupt. It doesn't necessarily get stronger, it doesn't get weaker. I mean it can. It could goes out of equilibrium, you'll lose the storm. But for Emanuel's hypercane model, there's too great a temperature difference between the sea and the troposphere's upper layer. So this means uh, no means of equilibrium. So more air gets drawn in, and the heat that is released reduces the central pressure even more, which pulls more heat in, and it creates a positive feedback loop with no way to balance out. So that's how you oh get God. a hypercane. It gets stronger and stronger and stronger and mm. stronger. Um, so what would then stop
1: so, it? You're like, well, what, like, if that uh, just keeps going until it gets hot enough, or like, what would stop that? I guess it's, uh, well, I mean, this is all theoretical, so we don't know, but...
2: It would be the same type of idea that what stops an actual powerful hurricane is just being over land and not having the uh, okay. the energy of the water, the heat, okay. um, which means, yeah, that's not it's kind of bleak because it it's, everything's destroyed um, in its path. And then, so like, I, I guess, well, this kind of answers your question too. I forgot I put this here. Hypercane intensity limits would be based on the energy dissipation from factors that are not fully understood. So this is how uh, it could be disrupted. Are destroyed. Um, heat inflow would stop being constant. So there's no isothermal inflow. There could be literal shock waves that could form from the high energy outflow near the eye. Intense wind turbulence could essentially rupture the vortex itself apart. So those are different ways that the storm could die before making it to land while still over the ocean. It's almost like too powerful for its own good. Uh, mm. And then the, these are completely uncertain. And actually, a hypercane would need to form to be able to research this fully, so that's not a good no, thing. No, thank you. I'll, be, <laughs> well, I'll pass. I don't have a choice. I'm no, good, I, thank you. No, no choice. Uh, well, the good thing I is, I actually we won't be just around had a for
1: hypercane this. for breakfast. I'm still a little full, thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, you got a sugar rush from it, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, all right, I'll I'll uh, I, I'm gonna slow down here because I feel like I'm, I don't know how much. Well, it doesn't really matter, I guess. I'm sure we'd be near 45 minutes anyway, but I have no idea. It's like a loss of like it's it's like everything's been a dream so far. There's only this
1: this episode. There's only so much we can control in this episode. This is a wild one. Well, I'm gonna
2: fix it up real nice, but like my ears, I can barely hear you guys still because my ears are ringing from all my anger uh, inside. (laughs) (laughs) He's Sean. Sean just got out of a cherry rage. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like I. I was I'm running up and down the stairs screaming. I'm surprised you didn't hear me in the distance, far away. I guess my gains low enough, but if you'd have heard me, it would have been fuck, 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 fuck. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Every step yeah, was so fuck. So for, for the for the
1: listener, uh, the, all that was edited out. This was a very wild episode. Uh, a lot went wrong, but we still came through with the content. So, and if you want to yeah, hear, we're clean it up. If you want to hear what happened, maybe think about joining our Patreon, where yeah, we might we'll release the you... uncut version. Might. We will r- release, Might. yeah,
2: mo- <laughs> probably uh, at least pretty pretty uncut. As long as
1: none know? of us said anything cancelable, then
2: yeah. Well, we can just cut that out and just put up whatever bullshit we made. Um, anyways, let's go to Emmanuel's research. This is the last section. So this, I think, is like one of the most interesting aspects of this, and this is why this could be a uh, uh, fitting episode or a topic for our show, being an apocalyptic show. So in the paper that I mentioned earlier, that was written in 1995, uh, Carey and Company again. I did that's a better way to do it all. It seems like even more like extravagant. Carey and uh, Company. Yeah. Just dis- yeah. <laughs> dis- discussed how hypercane's may be a cause for global extinction events. Um, in the paper, bullet impacts that also I, I that just means um me- meteors. Um. Volcanic eruptions are brought up as the obvious, well-known contributors to extinction-level events. These alone, though, uh, do sometimes puzzle scientists as to how they could be enough to create an extinction event. Well, it's hypothesized that hypercanes may be the true dagger to round out a solid apocalyptic scenario. You see, once these initial explosive events happen, and even may... Uh, maybe trigger hypercanes as i mentioned above um, a very large tropical cyclone like a hypercane could inject large amounts of water and aerosols into the stratosphere and what this would do was it would it would create devastating effects on the atmosphere so uh, and I kind of mentioned this before with the um, disrupting the ozone layer but also could uh, disrupt the chemistry and uh, radiative transfer so heat and radiation, which I guess kinda of ties in. It would a lot more mm-hmm. radiation would get inside anyway. Um huh. and they actually created what's that? Were you gonna say something?
1: No, I just this reminds me of I watched this show once and then the sh- the whole show is about these people on a plane and um for some reason uh sunlight began killing people instantly. And they had no idea, and they were on this plane, so they were just flying to stay away from the sun the whole show. Mm -hmm. And things went wrong, obviously. But it turns out that the internal chemistry or something in their body, and all all humans on Earth, had like changed overnight, and the sun killed people now.
2: What is this on?
0: I
1: can't remember what it's called. It's on Netflix. I can't remember what the show's called.
0: That's fucked up. Yeah. That's
1: kind of weird. It was. uh, It was. It was a. It was a uh, non-English show, but I watched it dubbed though oh so okay so that.
0: like they were talking and they're like yeah. <laughs> picture, <laughs> <"Wop>, <laughs> 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 and it was starring scroll <laughs> 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 yeah exactly sure Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's so dumb i'm sorry I'd, I'd, no it's
2: fine i would watch that uh scroll we have a script for you um, <laughs> it's, it's the <laughs> sequel to whatever uh, david was watching yeah
1: yeah. the sequel
2: <laughs> what, what, part two could you
0: imagine a script and all of the dialogue was just...
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, isn't that basically what... Uh, uh, when listening to something in another language is... Oh, total oh, shit on other shit. languages. <laughs> English, the best language ever. Not, not really. <laughs> Totally the easiest language to learn. Um, all right, well, we're, we're almost done. And um, I'm trying to I'm trying to cool cool my jets down because i'm just steaming over here um <laughs> i uh well yeah sean you're
1: a... caught you're caught in the isometric flow right now and so more heat's getting trapped in and you're getting hot you you're turning iso, into
2: a, a iso isothermal but who's yeah. who's, who's asking iso, yeah isometric uh, <laughs> thermal yeah <laughs> um well okay i want you to remember this then uh they created a, a simulation uh during this they wrote about it in the paper it was called the Convection Resolving Non-Hydrostatic Axis Symmetric Numerical Model. And <laughs> okay, you know it. what that is, so we're not going to talk <laughs> yeah. about it. But it basically indicated that hypercanes could develop from the high sea surface temperatures and then would definitely eject whatever stuff is in the air material mass into the stratosphere. So if you have these um, you know, sulfuric compounds that come from ex- explosions like a volcano or a, a meteor impact, those are going to get put into the uh, atmosphere. And as we've talked about before, that creates the issue of blotting out the sun. So, mm. like, the end of the dinosaurs may not have just come from the meteor impact, but the large hypercane or groups of them blot out solar radiation, reduce or stop photosynthesis, cuts off food supply. And it cuts out the food supply to the um, to the herbivores, but obviously then you have omnivores or, uh, or the lovely meat eaters that don't have their food. Um, yeah.
1: I was gonna say, can you imagine? Imagine if you got if you survived being shot into the stratosphere. You survived that, and all you got to do is that long ass fall down. Uh, wait. Are you saying like the Red Bull guy? <laughs> oh God, that's sad. <laughs> that's not what I was saying. But now that's what I'm thinking. Yeah.
2: Well, he survived. Wait, yeah, did he? he? was good. Oh, he okay. Was, I thought. Yeah.
1: I thought, yeah. I, I'm thinking of the Mountain Dew guy that died to, jumping out the helicopter. Okay.
2: <laughs> I, didn't, I don't even know about that necessarily. That's not. But this fun. was like 15 um, years ago. But yeah. Oh. Too soon. Are, are... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> are you saying that that you would feel confident getting ejected into the sky?
1: No, 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 or... no, no. I I I mean you almost certainly die, but if you did survive, that would be a long ass fall.
2: Yeah, it'd be a pretty long fall. I mean, I think you'd have to I think what I would do is if I was falling through the sky, I would try to enjoy most of it and then panic. I think you'd probably suffocate, minute. right? Yeah before you hit the um, ground. Well, are you talking about how high – well, it depends how high up you go, right? If you go high up enough to uh, the point where, you're like, you could hold your breath right at the tip-tippity-tip-top, um, and then you wouldn't suffocate on the way down once you're inside the atmosphere, um, you'd, you'd be okay. But then you'd need to Are you sure? You know, Cause I, think
1: I, I think I read about people suffocating when they fall from great enough heights. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know.
2: Well, really high, but, I mean, like, I'm talking about, like, jumpers – like normal, yeah, yeah, yeah. normal plane jumpers are, are fine. Right. But I, yeah, if you're up in the upper atmosphere, yes, there's not a lot of air up there. So you better hold your breath. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> so this is just a, this is just for when you end up getting ejected. Cause I actually have this device I made and I want you to come check it out. <laughs> you have to sit in it. I'll buckle you in. It's fine. It's okay. not anything, but I need you to okay. check it out. All right, all right cool. cool. See you in a little bit. Um, all right, let's wrap this up. Um, so while we don't need to worry about hypercanes in our lifetime, they do pose a real threat on an extinction level at some point in the earth's future. And they may have happened in the past. The concern, uh, we should have as humans right now is of course the rapid increase in global heating that we are influencing as mentioned in other, uh, so corrected that to slides. pisses me off. Uh, global warming and cooling is normal with or without humans, but our actions are greatly speeding up this process. We live here now, and we need to try to make this livable period last as long as possible until we can get to another planet. Come on, Elon, or figure out uh, better ways um, or ways to better survive a catastrophic world ender event. We will start to see more frequent, powerful tropical cyclones in the coming years, as we already have been seeing a massive increase uh, in recent years. Um, so, what do you guys think? How do you feel about current conditions of the Earth? And do you think that hypercanes could really become a real threat in the distant or near future, based on what you know? And do you even care?
1: Uh, and then Chris, are we screwed? You, Chris, you do this first.
0: All right, I'll go ahead. Um, as as a, a survivor of Ida, yeah, yeah, I, yeah can, I can speak to this. Because, yeah, Ida pushed our shit in pretty bad here in the Northeast. So that kind of makes me think, like, um, the damage from... The, you know, high winds or just kind of this like constant barrage of rain uh, would be bad. But there's also like the, you have to think about how much water a uh, um, hypercane would displace or how much flooding it would cause. Um, I mean, and like the, this was in just the span of a few hours that we that we had this intense flooding. So imagine if yeah. it like lasted for weeks, uh, the flooding alone would would just decimate large swaths of you know populated areas Mm -hmm. um so but but i i wonder though like um it does it require 50 degrees celsius water um because i think that's quite a lot um Mm -hmm. the difference between like the most like the highest recorded sea temperature and the the kind of necessary conditions to generate a um, a hypercane. There's quite a bit yeah. of a gap there. And you know you hear about global warming and, and the change in uh, sea level, the s- sea water temperature as like tenths of degrees and stuff. So like mm-hmm, in, yeah. in order for it to go up like 30 degrees, it's very drastic, right? It would right. It would require a lot for it to get that much hotter. So you're right. We'll be long dead, and maybe even humanity will be long dead by then. We can only hope.
1: Humanity's not going to last forever. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. The temperature of the Earth's surface.
1: Unless you know, like I said, Elon Musk makes us into a multiplanetary species, then you know. (laughs) There we go. That's the point. That's the point.
0: Can you do that in your Bill Maher voice? (laughs) Unless Elon's
1: going to turn us into a molt, but no, I'm sure that I'm sure that Bill Maher is a huge Elon Musk fan. (gasps) Oh, <gasps> sure.
0: I I wouldn't be surprised but no yeah. actually yeah maybe yeah it's tough to say could be but we but yeah, um, um we would be totally screwed this is a really good one cuz yeah holy shit like we had a little a little baby little baby tropical storm and I was like oh my god we're fucked <laughs> yeah and like
2: something like that would be yeah it would be a, a world ender in every yeah. sense of the word yeah, well, I'm wondering if it was, like, leading up to that. We wouldn't even need a hypercane. We wouldn't even need a hypercane. You would just need um, a lot of decent-sized hurricanes. And actually, mm-hmm. to get to that hyper- that hypercane temperature, um, the earth temperature, like, like here in Tucson, it would probably be, like, unlivable here anyway. You know what I yeah. mean? To get 120 in the ocean. So uh, maybe it's not even feasible. And, yeah, we wouldn't even be here, so...
1: Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and agree. Like okay, so it, we would be definitely screwed if this happened while we were around. Yeah, but I I think that Chris is right that we have much much more pressing concerns that that uh, that could actually end us a lot sooner than this actually happening. So yeah, it's like I mean, yeah, we'd be screwed, but I don't I don't I don't think we're gonna be around be around to experience it.
2: Well. I mean, so yeah, you you'd say uh we might be screwed sooner by other things yeah, other things I, I feel personally that climate change itself causing more hurricanes is going to fuck us up uh even on a national scale with more people having to evacuate um and yes if regular you have old like,
1: hurricanes yeah,
2: yeah. exactly well, um if you have enough of these really devastating storms hitting rapidly especially during this time of year in the gulf and then the east coast and then possibly even because they do come up near the Baja Peninsula and can hit California yeah. and you're displacing millions, possibly hundreds of millions of people that have to evacuate. Imagine like like, Category 6 or 7 hurricanes. So it, that's a theoretical thing. But like 200 plus mile an hour winds with severe flooding, not even on a, hur- a hypercane scale, you have to have these people move to other spots. I mean, it's going to disrupt places. I mean, New York could become underwater, you know, at a certain point. Well, uh, the, yeah. I'll in say, New I'll Orleans too. going to
1: say on a on a, on a long enough scale, like in like eventually, like if we stay on this path, like, uh, Colorado will be a coastal city, you know, cause all the other ones will be underwater and then, then they'll have to worry about hurricanes too. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's, it's, if you it stretches out long enough then yeah, it looks really bad.
2: That's true. Um, if we got, we get all that, uh, you're, you're talking about the, um, well things just flooding, I guess. But if you think about, uh, continental drift, uh, California splits off, uh, which the Republicans are really hoping for. And, and no, yeah, I mean,
1: Florida will be underwater. So like not, okay, not soon. I shouldn't say like the next few years, probably like a hundred years, but like that's going to happen. If nothing changes
2: thousands of years, no matter what it's going underwater. I mean, it's, that's, yeah. that's an actually inevitable. Yes. Um, so, uh, but, but um, man, yeah, California will go underwater or Florida will go underwater before California does. And yeah. then we can somehow make that political. Uh, (laughs) just because there's it's a red state and a blue state yeah um but yeah i say that um i mean as far as the the planet may be yeah, have no one left here and maybe we're living on another planet and hypercanes are just running around and doing their their god's work uh but god's work regular regular hurricanes uh that increase in intensity is the bigger worry more bigger devastating storms combined with drought also having drought conditions and then heavy rain is really bad too so there's going to be this balance a lack of balance that's going to lead to more and more destruction and displacement so i think way before hypercanes can occur as cool as they sound um regular old storms are going to end up taking out a lot more people so guys uh drive more elon musk cars (laughs)
1: yeah be the be just, the change just, just, you want to be yeah just drive them dr- get it Buy a tesla and just drive it until it takes over and slams you into a wall and that's a sacrifice for you have to make everyone's gonna have to make so that's fine it,
2: it, it is and i'll say this um so uh it, it's it's uh elon musk should give everyone free cars if he really wants to change the world you hear me Elon? everyone free cars everyone will switch over to electric but you got to give us all free cars
1: um yeah that's a, we're gonna end the episode with that plea to our lord and savior elon musk uh thanks for listening guys you can uh you know f- email us at gwscrewed at gmail.com uh once again write in let us know uh seafood yay or nay because we got to get two seafood heads in this on the show and only one I'm, I'm feeling a little lonely over here uh you can also find us on twitter at uh find me at green Left arrow you can find the show at guys were screwed uh you can find me on instagram at ballercrantz um, I think that's that's oh Patreon, check out Patreon, please. Uh, there's all yeah of the stuff most on important there. thing. There, there's lots of good stuff on there. Uh, www patreon com backslash guys were screwed. Uh, Sean, what are your deets?
2: Uh, Instagram's dean underscore savis and the Twitter that I was gonna make, I already forgot the name that I was gonna have. Do you remember what it is? I'm gonna S- go. I it's don't. on the Patreon. Wasn't it Sultan Squirt? Oh yeah, the oh, Sultan Squirt. Squirt. The Sultan, Sultan
1: of Squirt. Of Squirt. <laughs> yeah.
2: I don't know if I'm actually gonna do. that yeah. Um I'll have a Twitter here. I just got to stack my tweets cuz you can't be a boring Twitter like you David. So.
1: And we real fast uh Chris, how do you live with yourself?
2: Dude, you don't <laughs> want to know.
1: <laughs> all right, cool. Let's um bye guys. <laughs> see
0: yeah.